Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Thank you for being patient with me over the last couple of weeks. I know that I haven't put up a podcast in the last two weeks, which I did announce over on my Instagram. So if you're not following me over there, I always make announcements about the podcast or my YouTube, anything over there. But if you didn't listen to my last, one of my last podcasts, um, I moved to North Carolina with my husband. So... Yeah, I kind of took some time off to be able to focus on my move, focus on getting into my new house, things like that. But we are back today with another wonderful episode that I can't wait for you guys to listen into. Today is with Angela Brown, who is a hypothyroid expert. I was super excited to have Angela on the podcast, selfishly because I have Hashimoto's, as you all know, so that is an autoimmune disease of the thyroid. So I was excited to talk to her more, pick her brain about the different forms of thyroid conditions and what you can do to kind of feel better and how working with her looks like. So in today's episode, we talk about Angela's story with hypothyroidism and why that brought her into becoming the expert that she is now. We talked about gaslighting in the chronic illness space, especially for those of us with chronic conditions specific to the thyroid and the complexities of the thyroid. We talked about the connection between the adrenals, sex hormones, and your thyroid and why they all kind of like mess with, with one another. And we just talk about so many different things, like different areas that thyroid conditions can come from besides just genetics. We talk about the importance of thyroid medication. That's why I named this podcast All Things Thyroid, because honestly, we dove into so many different pieces and parts of um, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism. We talked a tiny bit about Graves and Hashimoto's as well. So make sure that you listen in to today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the Chronically Healing Podcast and leave us a review. It helps us grow so, so much. And I can't wait for you to hear from Angela. So let's jump right in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today, I am welcoming Angela Brown onto the show. Welcome to the show. Hey there, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We were just both chatting. We're both in the is Missouri's the Midwest, right? Missouri's the Midwest, yeah. Yeah. So it's we were hot. both just chatting about it's so hot right now. We're trying to right now. Yeah, figure that out. But yeah. um besides it being hot where we live, why don't you kind of let the listeners know a little bit about who you are so that they can get to know you? Sure. So, um, hi, I'm Angela Brown. Um, I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. It's a big, long word. Um, it's a, basically a certification where I do a lot of testing and things like that, um, on my mm-hmm. clients to kind of start digging in deeper than more than the, the conventional testing, mm-hmm. um, that people typically will get while they're going to the doctor. So I do more functional holistic kind of testing. Um, my background is actually, I have a physical therapy degree. I started in physical therapy over 20 something years ago and got a little burnt out with insurance Mm. companies and things like that. And so then I decided to start doing personal training. Um, my husband and I actually own a gym here in St. Louis. Mm. And then I decided to get my nutrition, um, certification, which was like six years ago. And so that's when I started doing testing and um, really started honing in on thyroid because mm. almost every female, I was getting a lot of females and almost every female that came to me, it always came back thyroid. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to start a program. So I created my program called the Sexy Thyroid Solution. And basically, um, I just really hone in on what we can do to get, get the thyroid function functioning better. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we, I think outside the box more because I do more functional testing and other things that most conventional approaches don't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just from personal experience until I started working with functional health practitioners, Mm -hmm. um, naturopathic, (laughs) like doctors, things like that, that wasn't, that was when I actually started making some movement on, on my own health. So I understand that. And you yourself have dealt with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually diagnosed, I'm 43 now and I was diagnosed when I was 22 with thyroidism. And so I've dealt with it, you know, half my life and pretty frustrating. Um, and so I was going through myself where I couldn't find anyone to help me. And I knew mm. there was other things and I just kept getting put on Synthroid, but it wasn't helping. And then I'd go to another doctor and they would do the exact same thing. And so mm-hmm. that's when I actually got really frustrated and tired. I'm like, there's gotta be a better approach here. Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know what, 
I'm going to start looking into certifications that I can do um, so I can help heal myself. And mm -hmm. then once I started doing that, I realized this is such a better approach for dealing with thyroid stuff. And so I'm, I'm so much better now dealing with it pretty well. Um, I still have to take thyroid medication. I'll probably do that the rest of my life, but yeah. it's like a third of the dose I was on and um, I can manage the symptoms now. I really don't get symptoms anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I've heard from so many people who have, well, any chronic illness really, but <laughs> thyroid specific, that you like, you get to a point where all of a sudden you're like, this can't be it forever, it be right? Yeah. Like, how is this yeah. possible? Yes, I'm on Synthroid, I'm taking medication. I got to this point, the same, the same thing. And yeah. that was when I started researching and I started like I was so fed up with doctors just telling me like, this is how you're going to feel forever. Welcome yeah. to having thyroid issues. And I was like, I don't believe that. I didn't, I don't right. want that to be. So that was when I, I kind of came to find functional medicine, not to get into it myself, but to, um, to find a practitioner to work with. To work with. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, and it's not, it's not easy. Um, you know, there's a lot of functional medicine doctors out there or practitioners for that matter. Um, but dealing with the thyroid, it's, uh, it's a whole nother level. It's a different mm -hmm. kind of ball game. And I feel like, you know, since I've gone through it myself, it has made it a little bit easier for me to help my clients because I've gone through it. I know how it feels. And I mean, I, I think I went through seven doctors, um, mm -hmm. to get where I am now. Yeah. I went through at least seven, um, very frustrating because I just kept being told either that I was crazy, mm -hmm. um, that it was all in my head. Yeah. or um, that I just needed to suck it up. You know, this is just the way it is when you have a slow thyroid. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that wasn't the case. And it was pretty incredible when I started um, getting, when I got my certification and then I started doing the testing on myself. It was amazing to see this is not all there is. This is not how it has to be. Um, and that's what made me go, I, I have got to help other women with this. I, it was making me crazy that I know I wasn't the only one being told the same thing over and over and it made me really sad because there are other answers, but women just are not told they're crazy or they're getting old. They're told, mm, you know, yeah. you're getting close to menopause or you're just aging or you had kids can't help you. Mm. Um, and that's just not an answer. That is not mm. an answer. And I tell every single client comes to me, I'm like, do not accept that as an answer. That's not a good response. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that whole you're being crazy or you're crazy mm -hmm. or that's, that's not actually happening to that crazy gaslighting happens so often, often. in the thyroid community. And yep. unfortunately it's mostly women who tend yeah. to be unfortunately used to being gaslit yeah. in other areas of their life. So, you know, you get this doctor who you think is smarter than you and they, you know, they did go to school. They do have a right. lot of information. Right. They are very right. intelligent, but right. they don't, you know your body and right. and yeah i think uh, one point that you mentioned was just like the thyroid it, having a thyroid condition is so complicated right it's not just Very. like when i went to the doctor the first time she's like yeah just take this yeah. levothyroxine every day you'll be fine come get your yeah. blood work done every 90 days whatever we'll up it but learning more about it it's so connected to literally everything, everything. Else. your adrenals, your yeah, like everything. your sex hormones, like all yeah. this stuff, it affects fertility. It affects your mind. It affects yeah. literally everything. And there's, yeah. there's so much more that you can be doing than just taking medication. I still right. take medication will right. probably for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. But it's, Same here. Yeah, but it's like getting to that point, right, which I'm sure you do with with the people that you work with is like medication is one pillar of one, the things that we're going right, to do. One aspect. And I have seen, and I, I went through this myself, you know, I was put on thyroid medication. Obviously, it was Synthroid forever and ever and ever, and it never worked for me. Yeah. Um, now I have to actually have to have my medication compounded. Um, mm -hmm. I have T3 and T4 compounded at a compounding pharmacy here where I live in St. Louis, but my point of that is that most people get put on Synthroid and Synthroid mm -hmm. is only T4. And yep. so most people that come to me and most females out there that do have hypothyroidism where they have a slow thyroid, they actually need T3 mm -hmm. and Synthroid's only T4. So you have to convert inactive T4 to active T3. If you can't convert over, which I don't know, probably 95% of females yeah. who have it can't convert over you're taking a medication that never converts over to T3, which is actually what makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was having, having the most issue with was I couldn't find a doctor that 
didn't believe me. They mm. thought I was crazy when I said, you, you do realize you're only giving me T4. And they would look at me like, well, I'm the doctor. So <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what to tell you. And I'm like, then I'm going to go find another doctor. And I finally did find a functional medicine doctor here in St. Louis that was like, uh, yeah, you need T3 as well. And it was like pulling teeth, doctor after doctor to try to tell them that mm -hmm. T4 only is not going to work for yeah. most people. So, and then the other part is like females, we have, uh, I think it's the statistic is like 500 to 800% more chance of having a thyroid disorder than males. Wow. That's like a ridiculous number. And yeah. <laughs> so, so many of these women, you know, they have this really big chance and there's a lot of things that are connected to hypothyroidism that just aren't looked at. And that's mm. the part, that's why I dive in a lot deeper with it than yes, thyroid can be genetic. Absolutely. There's a big genetic part of it, but they're starting to show more and more that it's actually not that big of a genetic portion. There's a lot of lifestyle things, things that are going with your body that are actually causing hypothyroidism. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I do really dig into testing. Um, one of the big ones that I do is hair tissue testing mm. where I look at minerals and metals because that one I found has been a really big game changer for my clients to see where their minerals are at. If there's metals that are actually causing some of their thyroid symptoms, um, for example, metals, they, so if you think about a periodic chart, there's metals on there and there's minerals on there and a metal can actually bump off a, a mineral if it's mm. in your body. So if it's in the same line, um, in the periodic chart, that metal can bump off that mineral. So if there's a metal that's in the same line, and for example, like selenium, you actually need selenium to help convert T4 to active T3. Mm -hmm. So if you have a metal in your body that's bumping selenium off, your 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 uh, conversion rate is going to go down dramatically. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I do testing like that. And there's I've had so many women that we do this test, and they're like, I've no doctors ever told me this. I didn't know that that could affect my thyroid. So when you start balancing minerals and you start looking at metals, that alone is a pretty big game changer for a lot of people um, mm -hmm. because that could be the thing that's causing their hypothyroidism. It's not that it's just a genetic thing. Mm -hmm. They just needed to detox some of the metals. They needed to balance their minerals, things like that. So I think for maybe for some people that aren't as there aren't as knowledgeable about mm -hmm. thyroid health as mm -hmm. you and I are because we both have dealt with it personally. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, can you like quickly explain the difference between hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, yeah. Graves and Hashimoto's? Yeah. So, um, uh, hypothyroid. So anytime that you're, you are, have a slow thyroid, you're considered hypothyroid. So a lot of times you get the official diagnosis of hypothyroidism mm -hmm. when you have an elevated TSH. TSH is your thyroid stimulating hormone thyroid stimulating hormone. And that's what most doctors check. Mm -hmm. Typically that's almost all they check. Unfortunately, yep. <laughs> um, that's a whole nother discussion is the thyroid panel, but TSH is what they check. So when it's elevated, um, usually you're diagnosed with a slow thyroid with hypothyroidism. Now, when it gets really, really low and you actually have symptoms of a fast thyroid, meaning your heart rate's racing. Um, mm -hmm. sometimes women will like, they actually can keep weight off really easily or they're losing weight, but usually it's like hyper, this hyper, um, sort of feeling mm -hmm. and their TSH is really, really bottomed out. That's hyperthyroidism. So that's mm -hmm. when the, the thyroid is overactive. It's rare to see that. If I do see it, it usually is because they're, they're on too much medication. Yes. Usually, mm -hmm. usually most women go in hyper that way, not always, um, yeah. but it can happen that way. So the autoimmune aspect of it, that's when you start dealing with, um, Hashimoto's and Graves. So hypothyroidism again is slow thyroid, but, uh, Hashimoto's is your, your autoimmune, you have an autoimmune response. Mm -hmm. So your immune system basically starts attacking. It thinks that the thyroid is an invader in the body. So literally your immune system starts attacking the, your own thyroid mm -hmm. and starts to slow it down. So you're still hypothyroid. You still have a slow thyroid, but it's actually the autoimmune response. It's your yeah. immune system that's causing that issue mm -hmm. and it slows the thyroid down. And then Graves is the opposite. It just, it's too fast. It's too much. It's too fast. And a lot of times, um, I've had, I get more people who are in the hypothyroidism yeah. phase and Hashimoto's 
every once in a while I'll get a Graves and it's usually, uh, the, 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 when they have like thyroid tumors and things like mm -hmm. that, where it's just overactive, 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 and they end up actually having to have their thyroid removed. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I typically will see with something like Graves. Mm -hmm. It's not as common yes. as hypothyroidism is super common. Hashimoto's, unfortunately these days, I mean, there's a pretty large percentage. It's, I think it's like 85 or 90% now yeah. um, of people with a slow thyroid actually have Hashimoto's. It's actually an autoimmune part of it. Now you can get the way that you, you uh, get tested. So, you know, if it's Hashimoto's is they do an, an antibody, they check a thyroid antibodies on your blood panel. That's how you get the diagnosis of Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. Um, you can lower those antibodies absolutely by lifestyle, yep. things like that. And you know that, yep. um, but sometimes people, once they have Hashimoto's, they have it doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to ever go, go away, but you just do what you can to lower those antibodies and keep lowering them as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And learning that, that management side of yep. things, I think. So what are some things I, I know we talked about testing for metals for me, I'm actually being tested for mold because yeah. we've seen it. Yeah. We've seen an increase in a lot of stuff. And, and after doing some, again, working with functional medicine uh -huh. practitioner, looking back at my past of when my Hajimoto's came, yep. when my hypothyroid came about, I was yep. also living in a moldy house then. Exactly. So, so there's like all kinds of things that can kind of feed into this besides just this genetic. Yep. Um, is there anything else that I'm missing? So there's, there's a lot oh, of, probably. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot. So just being under chronic stress can actually yes. cause hypothyroidism, which is really crazy. But the thyroid and the adrenals, and you know this as well, have such an interconnection. So a lot of times what I see is when the thyroid is really sluggish, the adrenals mm -hmm. usually take it as well yeah. um, and vice versa. So it's very typical to see one with the other. Um, mm -hmm. Not It doesn't always happen. It's not 100% that way, but especially if it becomes a chronic thing. So if you're chronically under stress, that's really big red flag. It, it typically can slow your thyroid down because again, there's just this interconnection. Um, sometimes uh, gut dysfunction. So if there's a really, you have a really nasty bug going on, bacteria, parasite, even candida, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, even just like leaky gut where your gut's just not absorbing minerals and, and vitamins very well. Um, you have a lot of inflammation in the gut lining that can cause an issue with your thyroid. It mm -hmm. slows your thyroid down because things like that are taxing on the body. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot of energy to try to fight off those things. And so mm -hmm. your thyroid has to like increase all of its things the thyroid hormone to fight it off and it becomes draining. Mm -hmm. Um, so th that's another thing that I will check into, um, if need be, if I suspect there's something in the gut going on. Um, and then obviously the metals and the minerals. Minerals is a really big one. I actually almost start every single one of my clients with mineral testing. Mm -hmm. And the big reason is because minerals are like the spark plug of your body. Mm -hmm. So typically if I, if those are really off, sometimes it's even harder to correct all the other things. So it's hard to correct gut stuff. It's hard to correct hormone stuff, things like that. If you don't get the, the minerals balanced, um, it checks. I check a lot of minerals but calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium are the biggies that I look at. Those are kind of my four big ones that I want balanced for sure. Um, I also will determine from that if your body, when I look at those minerals, if it's in a slow oxidative state, which means your metabolism, or if it's fast, I would say 99% of the tests I get back are usually in a slow state. Mm -hmm. So based off that, then I decide, okay, well, what minerals do we need to address? Do you have some that are actually elevated or do you have some that are just completely bottomed out? Um, depending on what I see, will determine how we attack a supplement protocol for correcting that. But some of the common things that I see, and I'm getting this more and more, I see a really, really high elevation of calcium. Mm. Um, calcium is super important, but it's supposed to be mostly in your bone and your teeth. So when I see it on a hair test, if it's out in your hair, that means it's everywhere else. Yeah. And one of the big things that calcium, when it gets elevated like that, is it, it inhibits that function of thyroid hormone. Mm. It will slow your thyroid down. So it's pretty common to see this really massive elevation in calcium when I have someone that I'm suspecting is in this super slow state, um, with their thyroid. Mm -hmm. So we basically, the problem with calcium is it's not a very smart mineral. So mm -hmm. Once it's out of the bone and teeth, it has no idea what the heck to do to go back <laughs> in. 
So I actually have to give someone a supplement. The one that I usually give is something called MK7. It's, it's a um, vitamin K. It basically shoves the calcium back into the bone in the teeth because like I said, it, it needs something to do it because it doesn't know how to get back in. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually one of the biggies that I see very commonly with females um, is this overload of calcium. And then the other thing that is really important is potassium. I want to know mm -hmm. potassium levels because potassium helps convert T4 to T3. T3 mm -hmm. is that active hormone. Very common. Again, I usually will see elevated calcium and completely bottomed out potassium. Those two things alone, sometimes I can correct those and immediately their thyroid's functioning fine. Um, they don't need medication. Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes those are pretty big game changers and potassium is kind of the same way. Once it's low, it's really hard to elevate it without having to take a supplement. You, mm -hmm. you, you almost need a, a supplement to retell the body. Like you need this potassium. Um, so those are two of the most common ones that I see happen with, uh, the, the mineral testing. And then obviously metals can be extremely taxing on the body. Um, that's a, a really big one that I see that can slow the thyroid down. And then what you're eating gluten mm -hmm. exposure is a biggie. And, and with Hashimoto's, it's an autoimmune response. Gluten is one of the biggest things that can cause an autoimmune response. So everyone that I see gets taken off gluten. Even if I don't suspect Hashimoto's, they still get taken off gluten because gluten causes a lot of inflammation and the more inflammation the more issues you have with the body trying to fight that off, the more the thyroid will not function. So it's hard to correct. It's kind of like spinning on a hamster wheel. If I give someone the minerals to correct their mineral imbalance, but they're still exposing themselves to gluten, you're kind of undoing it. So you're spinning on this hamster wheel. It's not going to totally correct. It might correct a little bit, but not as easy. Um, if you're constantly, especially if you have Hashimoto's, um, you definitely need to stay away from gluten. So gluten's a really big one that I look at. And then sleep is another one. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't get enough sleep, that's a big one that I see that it gets overlooked quite a bit. Um, sleep is your rest and repair phase. If the thyroid is really taxed and slowed down, it's not getting enough time to like regroup. So when your sleep is off, it throws everything off, including your hormone balance and, and hormones are a biggie that feed into the thyroid. So mm -hmm. if your sex hormones are even off, that can feed into the thyroid. They, they all all your sex hormones, um, your adrenal gland, all the cortisol, all those, they all feed into each other. Mm -hmm. So when one's off, typically at some point, the other thing is going to get off. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like to look at the big picture. And that's what drove me crazy when I was suffering through this myself is not one doctor ever talked to me about gluten. Not yeah. one doctor talked to me about how it's your stress level. Not one ever talked to me about, well, what are you eating? Mm -hmm. Never. And that I just was shocked when I started studying this. I'm like, how can doctors never ask these questions. Um, and these were just conventional medicine doctors never asked. Um, so especially now when I ask my clients, some of them look at me like, why are you even asking me this? Like they <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. get it. And I'm like, first of all, there's a method to my madness. And then down the line, they're like, Whoa, now I see why you asked me this. It totally makes sense. But why was I never asked this? I'm like, I don't know. I never was either. So that's why I'm asking you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so that's been my experience as well. I remember well before they even found my hypothyroidism, they told me I was depressed. So they put me oh. on antidepressants, uh -huh. Uh -huh. which just made me more insane um, yep. because I wasn't depressed. Yep. And then, you know, the only dietary information that I ever got was entirely incorrect. They just were like, Oh, well, if you want to lose weight, eat less than 30 grams of fat a yeah. day. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So now knowing yeah. like I'm on a high fat diet, I don't eat gluten. I've also had a doctor, an endocrinologist told, tell me that um, gluten doesn't do anything and it's a fad. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, interesting because all of my bloating and inflammation goes away when I don't goes eat away. gluten though. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. no, it's, it's definitely not that. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you're getting this information from, from doctors that you trust, especially if right. you don't know what else is going on out there, I mean- right. This kind of brings up a question because I remember being in this space and it sounds like you did too, which is why you got into what you're doing is when you find out you have Hashimoto's, hypothyroid, hyperthyroid, any thyroid dysfunction, one great thing is that there's tons of info out there yeah. versus yeah. maybe, you know, lime or pots or right. stuff like that. Yeah. But, there's a wolf. <laughs> yeah, there's but a wolf on the system. other end, exactly. It's yeah. the opposite. I know what you're going to say. It's, it's the so opposite. Overwhelming. Like it's overwhelming. There's yeah. so much information. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, there is misinformation. I will yes. say that, which is really sad too. There is a lot of misinformation, um, but it is overwhelming because again, there is so much information, but that just is all the more reason because there is so much information, why it's so important to not ignore it because mm. it literally is, it is your master gland. And like yes. you said in the beginning, it is connected to everything. So if you can't get that thyroid functioning properly, you're going to have a really hard time correcting pretty much anything. Um, cause it is connected to everything. Cause it, like I said, it's your master gland. So the amount of information out there, it is overwhelming. I know even when I, you know, was trying to figure out what doctor can I see? What can I do years ago? I was overwhelmed back then. You can imagine all these years later, how much more information there is out there. Mm -hmm. So the big thing that I always say is first of all, don't ignore symptoms. Yeah. If you have symptoms, there is a reason your body is telling you there is a reason you're not crazy. You're not the only one and keep digging. And if your doctor won't do it, then you go find another doctor. Mm -hmm. But, and I, that was frustrating for me. Cause like I said, I went through seven, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can't just ignore symptoms. They're there for a reason. They're not, they're not just there just to be there. There's actually a reason for them. And like I said, the thyroid is your master gland. So if you keep ignoring it, other systems in your body will eventually be bothered by this. Mm -hmm. it, it sometimes it does start as a thyroid thing and then other symptoms come up and other systems get affected or vice versa. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if it was a chicken or the egg. What matters is you still have to address it. If the thyroid's being affected, you still have to address it. You can't ignore it. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm, I'm such a huge advocate to work with someone like you or a functional medicine doctor or naturopath or someone that is focused specifically in thyroid health. Because for me, I've worked with um, practitioners, two practitioners like you in tandem with my naturopath um, and because my naturopath was focusing more on, like I wanted someone that was focused on my thyroid right? and then I wanted someone who was a little bit more focused on these other things we were uncovering because yeah. while my thyroid had been running rogue for right. 10 years, <laughs> um, you know, all of a sudden I have like extreme leaky gut. I'm bloating right. all the time. I'm not sleeping the way that I should be. I'm not yep. going to the bathroom the way that I should be. Right. I was on an IUD, which uh -huh. everything up. <laughs> that's another, that's a whole another thing. I see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like finding, finding practitioners that you really trust and really listen to you because yeah. something as silly as me being like, oh yeah, like I just, sometimes I just feel like everything's kind of hazy and yep. my doctor's like, you shouldn't feel like that versus right. like another doctor. That's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, you're crazy. And I don't know yes. what to tell you. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's like, that's common actually with that symptom. You just said hazy brain mm -hmm. fuggish, um, those things that's really common with a slow thyroid. Like you just, mm -hmm. you can't focus. Like it's just not there. Yeah. Um, and I have had women come to me sometimes that's actually their only symptom they have. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what do I do? Cause my doctor says I'm nuts that I'm just old or I have kids or whatever. Um, I'm like, mm, that's actually not a symptom you want to ignore. That's probably something thyroid connected. Mm -hmm. So I do a hair test with them and sure enough comes back and it looks like their thyroid's not even functioning. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's another thing that I do tell a lot of women that come to me, you may actually have a normal thyroid panel. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean that your thyroid's not slow. Yep. You can have a normal thyroid panel and not be diagnosed with hypothyroidism. You can still have a slow thyroid. You just haven't clinically gotten to that level on a blood panel it, that it's that bad yet. Mm -hmm. Um, when it starts showing up on a blood panel, now you've gotten to the point where, okay, now you're, now it's really being affected because the thyroid hormones actually being affected. Mm -hmm. But I, I've got a lot of women that come to me. They're like, my, th my doctor said my blood panel looks totally normal, but I, and they tell me these symptoms and it literally is the hypothyroid symptom list. Um, and then we do a hair test and I'm like, oh yeah, well, your thyroid really isn't functioning. It's just not showing up on the blood panel yet. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I always tell women, don't just stop with the blood panel. Um, and the other part is most women go get a blood panel and it's just TSH. Yes. And that's another thing that was really frustrating for me. I actually had to, I think by the time I maybe got to my fourth or fifth doctor, finally got them to believe me that I needed more than just TSH checked. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not the only thing you can't just check only TSH. That's not enough. You've got to have more than that. Um, and that's what drove me crazy was if you don't check T3, T4, reverse T3, thyroid antibodies, it's not a full thyroid panel. Mm -hmm. um, there can be a lot of other things going on with the thyroid that aren't being shown. Just TSH isn't, isn't going to be enough. 
Mm -hmm. Especially because the numbers tend to be different versus someone in functional medicine looking at your stuff versus someone in conventional. They tend, conventional tends to leave it as as possible versus, I mean, functional medicine I, I have also been over-medicated by yes, uh, yes. you still need to pay attention with functional medicine because yes. that it's the same thing. Well, yeah, that's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just important to like, know, know who's, who's correct. Who's actually helping you, how they're helping right. you and what way right. they're helping you. And, right. and be sure that you're listening to those things. Cause like right. you said, like a TSH that's not showing very very off, but your T3 is way right. off or your antibodies right. are up. I've heard right. of people who have high antibodies, but it's not showing on. But it's not TSH. showing on. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. So for example, like when I was getting my TSH checked, um, eons ago, my TSH, it was a little elevated, but it wasn't bad enough that the doctor was like, you're fine. I'm like, no, I'm not fine. It's driving me crazy. So once I finally found a doctor that would actually do a bigger panel, mm-hmm. my T3 was so bottomed out, it looked like I didn't have any at all. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I wonder why I'm gaining weight and I'm tired and my hair was falling out in clumps and I can barely lift my head off the bed and the head off the pillow in the morning. I'm like, maybe because you didn't check my other things. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, TSH is never enough because you can have a pretty decent looking TSH still and have other things show up. And especially like thyroid antibodies, it's really common to see those and your other things look fine. Yeah. You need to know that. You need to know that if that's actually the culprit, it's not just the TSH thing. Yeah. That's why I think all of this, if anybody's listening right now and you just are diagnosed and it seems very overwhelming, <laughs> it, is, it is overwhelming. It is. It um, is. And I think that that's why if you're in a space to work with someone, it's really important. Find some, you know, initially for me, I could only find someone that was within my health insurance network. So, and it took me going to multiple doctors. It took me, you know, finding a functional medicine doctor that was covered, but then she over, um, she like (laughs) gave me a little bit too much. And then, you know, then it took forever to get me back to normal. It's not, it's not a quick fix, unfortunately. No, it's not. It takes (laughs) a lot of tweaking. And I found that out too. And even for me, I still, you know, my dose doesn't stay the same all the time. Like it goes down. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I think my dose is okay. And then I get my blood check and they're like, no, that's not, that's too high still or whatever. Um, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. I always Mm -hmm. warn my clients. It doesn't happen overnight. It didn't, it didn't take overnight to get here. So to balance it out, it's going to take a little bit of work. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. So how do you work with people? If people are interested in wanting to work with you, how to, what are their options? So I have um, a couple different things. I have my um, first program is called the Jumpstart program. And that is basically um, just doing the hair tissue testing. And um, we do a consult basically once we get the results back and go over everything from the test Mm. and my recommendations for what supplements we are going to do to kind of correct the thyroid dysfunction, adrenals, what else is going on on there. um, And then some follow-up emails. And then that's just my jumpstart. And then I have a, a VIP program, mm-hmm. which is a lot more handholding. So this is a six coaching session, mm-hmm. um, six coaching sessions. So it includes the hair test. It also includes something called the Dutch hormone panel, mm-hmm. um, which is a really extensive um, urine Dutch test, yep. um, hormone test. And um, then the six coaching sessions, oh, uh, a blood panel as well mm-hmm. for, your, um, for your thyroid. And then um, the other, the coaching sessions will be going over some of the results for some of the, the coaching sessions and then diving into your eating uh, mindset, detoxification, um, uh, gut stuff, all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's a lot more hand holding. It's a three month program. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's called a VIP because it's a lot more intense. Yeah. Um, my clients love it that need that little bit extra of hand holding mm-hmm. um, more a little bit more intense, you know, it's, it's a lot of the ones that are like, I don't even, I, I don't know how to eat or I don't even know where to start. And they actually need the, the, the thyroid or the uh, hormone panel as well. Mm. Um, then they'll go for that bigger package. Um, but yeah, those are kind of my two options that I do. Um, no matter what the, even the jumpstart it's you get the hair test no matter what, cause mm. that's like my go-to, like you, I, I have to know what those minerals and metals are doing to your body before we start anything. Yeah. That's so interesting. I've never never had had that, but I've had the Dutch hormone test a few times, which is like, it's 
it's a that's cool another one that's a doozy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't even understand what all these words are that's I mean and, yeah. yeah that's why it's having a, a practitioner to tell uh-huh. you like what it yeah. means that one if you ever get it done you don't want to look at it and no. try to figure it out yourself because it's you can't it's it's pretty tricky mm-hmm. <laughs> even so, the hair test is another one that I'm like I've had people come to me they're like I, I had the hair test done. I have no idea what I'm doing with this. I'm like, don't take it face value. You actually need a practitioner to help you with it. Yeah. So what are, so just for example, um, for me, some changes that I've made in my life that have been really helpful, um, yep. a mindfulness of some sort. Uh-huh. Um, for me, a huge one isn't a lifestyle change necessarily, but it was getting my IUD out. That changed yes. me a lot. Um, yes. But then also, like you said before, like, I wasn't sleeping well. I was waking up every night, which was something that I didn't even realize was affecting me as much until I started sleeping better. And then um, I'm trying to think of like what else really helped me. Oh, I think for me, like with the thyroid, it was learning how to um, stand up for myself, Uh also learning how to chill out. I I would, I was the girl that would be going, going, going. I am constantly moving and working, but then at the same same time, yeah, I'm like not, I'm not telling people what I actually want. So I'm just sitting there and it's hard. So what are like just some, I don't know, like lifestyle changes or things that are really important. I mean, everybody, if they worked with you, I'm sure it's like, it's different. For Individualized, each person, it's customized. Work. Yeah. Yeah. But so first of all, one of the common things, cause again, I'm mostly working with females. It's usually yeah. females that are coming to me because it's usually, I can't lose weight or I'm hormonal yeah. or whatever. So the first thing that I always say is you've got to put yourself first. You're going to have to get selfish. And they look at me like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you literally are going to have to make some time for yourself. You've got to get selfish during this. Now mm-hmm. I'm not talking like go crazy and ignore everyone else around you. Um, yeah. but you gotta, you gotta put a line down and you literally have to get selfish. And so one of the things that I'm adamant about is every morning that they get up, they have to journal mm-hmm. and they have to do write down. What are they going to do for themselves today? Mm-hmm. Um, it literally could be, you could walk outside for five minutes by yourself without your kids nagging you or the dog biting at you or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's gotta be at least some time in the day where you're selfish and it's, this is about you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, most of the females that are coming to me, um, you know, they're exhausted. They're yeah, done yeah. for, you know, they might be moms or, you know, have a husband that's not like not home a lot because they're working so much and the wife has to do everything. And, um, they're exhausted. They're thoroughly exhausted. So I'm like, okay, so it's selfish time. You have mm-hmm. to do something for yourself. So one of the big things is again, get up in the morning, you're going to journal. The other thing is we're doing this testing. We're doing this program. Like this is the time to focus on you. Mm-hmm. So if you have to say no, you can't feel bad about it. And that's mm-hmm. a big, big one. And I can vouch for this. I had the worst time with this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say no to anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'll go get this for you. Sure. I'll go <laughs> pick up your kids for you that you need help with. Sure. I'll go like the list just kept adding up, adding up, adding up because I just didn't want to tell people no. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything for myself. And my thyroid was already sluggish. Do you mean that was going to help my thyroid? Mm-hmm. Not at all. So you have to start saying no, you've got to learn to say no. And if it's a matter of that, you've got to like write down a list of what am I, what, what are my boundaries here? And that's mm-hmm. what I actually did. And I actually recommend this is to make your list. What are your boundaries? Mm-hmm. What are the things that you're like? Absolutely. No way. I'm saying no. And I'm going to keep saying no. What are the things that, okay, I might be able to say yes to that, but mm-hmm. you've got to, you've got to learn to say no, you have to put yourself first and you have to learn to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, those are extremely important. Mm-hmm. Like in, in learning, I mean, I always associate it with the throat chakra for yeah. anybody that's yeah. not afraid of woo woo stuff. Yep. <laughs> um, I love woo woo stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like it's true. Like I, I have always struggled with ta- saying what I need and yep. and you know covering what I believe and things like that because I'm worried about everybody else or doing yep. all these things and. Yep it's still a daily struggle, but it's something that I have to, I have to do and I have to exercise that throat area. And I think that it also, and it's so, it's so important. And whether you're woo woo or not, it doesn't even matter. It's still an important factor. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you have to consider that. And like I said, it's, it's not about like just throwing everyone to the wind and they're on their own but it's, it's, it's called balance and it's called, you, you still have to put yourself first. Um, Mm -hmm. it's hard to heal a really slow thyroid Mm -hmm. and to get your body to where you want it to be. If you're never, ever, 
putting yourself first. If you're constantly mm-hmm. putting everyone else first, that's a stressor that does not help your thyroid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another thing for me, um, was movement, but coming at it from a different way. So I was, you know, I was one of those, like in my mid twenties, I was counting macros. (laughs) I was like working out all the time. I did that. (laughs) Yeah. Like eating. I don't even want to talk about what I used to do. Don't you look back and you're like, what was I doing? (laughs) Yep. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden I like two years ago, one year ago, um, my body was just like, you can't work out anymore. You pushed it too much. So I went from, you know, doing like extreme lifts, like strong, strong person to like, yeah. I couldn't work out because I had overused my body at right. that point you for get so to long. The point where it won't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually I just, um, I just, my YouTube video from last week was all about thyroid stimulating exercise. I mm-hmm. actually, it's on um, my IGTV today, okay. um, but it's all about thyroid stimulating exercise. It's about what exercises are good for your thyroid, mm-hmm. um, and what you should avoid and mm-hmm. how you, you still have to listen to your body. And I was one of those two where, you know, 15 years ago, I'm not going to lie. I would sometimes work out twice a day. Even, yep. I mean, I was, that was insane. My thyroid could not keep up with that. And I was in a hypothyroid state. Like how dumb was that? I think yeah. back to what was I doing? Um, and, and c- counting calories and yeah. restricting drastically and that actually ended up biting me in the butt. That did not help me at all. So that's the, uh, another thing that I do. We do talk about is exercise movement, how much you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you, you still have to listen to your body. If you do a workout and the next day you can barely function, that was too intense of a workout. You still yep. have to listen to your body. There's still, and even, I mean, my thyroid's pretty balanced now. It's doing pretty well. I still, I work out, uh, uh, you know, five days a week, but I listen to my body. If my workout killed me and the next day I can barely function, I'm like, yeah, we're going to hold off today for the next four or five days because I overdid it. Mm-hmm. So you still have to listen to your body. There's, you know, movement is great. Um, but you, you have to like, there's, there's this extreme that you can't go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think especially, I mean, I'm going through this right now, unfortunately, but like with thyroid issues, a lot of times comes weight gain and you don't Absolutely. necessarily understand why, why right. like, where is it coming from? Like right. for example, for me, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I gained 20 pounds in a year. I'm like, in where nothing. did this come from? Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that people do, which is just how we're conditioned is like, oh, I gained weight. I need to work out a lot and I need to eat. Uh-huh. And yep. a lot of times that actually, like, if you have a thyroid condition, that makes it worse. Productive. Yeah. Yep. That actually makes it worse. And that's what, that's actually what happened with me. That's so my thyroid was kind of crappy. Yeah. And then it got even worse. I mean, it like bottomed out affected, but I don't know the fifth, fifth or sixth doctor that I finally went to was like, mm, you know, this is kind of looking bad. And then by the time I got to the functional medicine doctor, she was like, what in the heck are you doing? Cause I told her how I was working out, how I was eating. And she's like, um, you can't keep doing that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much I'm figuring that out that, um, I'm really, I mean, I was really restricting calories and working out myself to death and that did not help anything. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, if you go to a doctor and they tell you, you need to stop eating or you need to eat less and you need to work out more, that's their solution for your thyroid. You need to run for the Hills, mm-hmm. get to a new doctor. Cause that is not the solution. Not when you have a slow thyroid. Yeah. So what are some of the things like routines and rituals that you like to do maybe on the daily or we kind of talked about like journaling, things like that, but what helps you kind of keep yourself moving and grooving the best way possible? So, uh, uh, every morning I do, I get up right away. And the first thing I do is journal. We talked a little bit about that. I always journal if I'm writing, I'm either writing out like a gratitude list, Mm -hmm. um, or I'm journaling, I'm doing something that's just mindless. It's for me. Um, And sometimes it's, you know, I'll even put on there, okay, what am I going to get done today? So that's like always first thing I do every single morning. I actually have, um, an aura ring. I am Mm. in love with my aura ring. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that'll kind of tell me too, if, if my aura ring saying, you know, you did not get enough sleep or my readiness score is really low. My workout that day is going to be pretty chill. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just stretching. If it's really like, if I had a, a crazy, whatever, stressful or intense state the day before, um, I, my aura ring will tell me. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take a chill pill that next day. I, um, my, like I said, my husband, and I own a gym here in St. Louis. So I usually work out Monday through Friday, but my workouts are going to be, de- be dependent on how I feel that day. I mm-hmm. will not push it. If it's too much, I'm just going to stretch that day. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I have to listen to my body. 
Um, so I always get some type of movement in, in the morning. So I, I'm doing my gratitude list. I'm doing my journal. And then in the morning, I'm doing some type of movement. It could be a walk. It mm -hmm. could be, I will do a little bit um, more intense, like weightlifting session. Um, I do not do long duration cardio. I typically don't recommend it for anyone with, with thyroid issues either because it's yeah. too taxing on the adrenals. Um, so you have to be super careful with how intense you're getting with your workouts. Um, I will get that done. And then, um, another ritual that I will always do is there's at least 10 minutes, sometimes during the day, sometimes it'll be morning, sometimes it'll be afternoon, but it is literally just to like, take a deep breath and like meditate. Now mm. I'm not the best at meditation. Sometimes my mind veers off and I cannot even focus on it. So if I can't really get into it, it's just sitting there and just breathing. It's just not thinking about anything. I'm not picking up laundry. I'm not doing laundry. I'm not yeah. <laughs> worried about the dog and doing this and doing that, worrying about work. It's just for me to just take some deep breaths and just focus on myself. Um, I always recommend this, especially for females, because we don't get to do this very often, five or 10 minutes a day. At some point in the day, you have to do that. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's really, really good for your thyroid and your adrenals to like take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of a, always a given. Um, I will always make sure I'm nourishing my body with really good foods. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do well. Some people like to do intermittent fasting. I, I can't do it. I, mm -hmm. I tried it. It didn't, I didn't do well with it. Um, so I always make sure I'm getting, you know, good breakfast, lunch, dinner in. Um, you kind of have to feel it out how you feel with your eating um, as far as how often you eat. And then um, nightly ritual. Again, I'm always going to do some type of journaling or mm -hmm. gratitude list again in the evening. Um, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. But one thing that has been kind of a game changer for me, and I didn't believe this until I started doing this, but I read a lot about it. I listened to podcasts about it and I thought this woohoo stuff, this is crazy yeah. <laughs> until I started doing it. But so my husband and I love to watch Netflix or Netflix junkies. Um, what I started noticing was if we were watching something that was not a good show, mm. kind of like gory, bloody, or just really stupid, yeah, um, yeah. crazy stuff, I did not sleep good that night. Mm -hmm. Now I may not have realized it, but my aura ring would tell me, um, what you, what's in your head when you go to bed is really big and that can sometimes affect what your body's doing. You may not dream about it. You might not think about it, but my heart rate started showing it. I could see it on my aura ring. I was like, huh, this is kind of interesting. So I got really mindful when I went to bed that maybe if I did watch something that was crazy on Netflix or Amazon prime or something, mm -hmm. um, when I went to bed, I make sure that it, I'm having some type of happy thoughts when I go to bed. Yeah. So yeah. I might pop on, I like, um, audio books. I mm -hmm. like, I, I like to read books too. I love hard copies, but I like for when I go to bed, I like audiobooks. I'll listen to something like the secret, mm -hmm. um, something that's mindful, that's positive. Put that in my head before I go to bed. It's pretty incredible. Like the next day you just, you, you can tell there's a difference than if I went to bed watching some murder show, yeah. um, I'm pretty adamant with my clients. Like before you go to bed, you got to chill out. Like if you did watch something that's like got your heart rate up, you need to do something that's going to get that heart rate back down. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I'm always like, you know, even if it is like reading five minutes out of a book or reading a gratitude, reading a book that's actually a gratitude list, things like that. Um, there's a book that my favorite book is by Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself my absolute favorite, favorite book. I'll sometimes read five minutes out of that. Mm -hmm. It's just something to like, make you think about yourself, make happy thoughts, um, things that are positive in your life. That's really, really important. It'll help you get good sleep. But secondly, you're putting positive things in your head and it's huge. And I didn't believe it, like I said. And then I was like, huh, kind of funny. This actually works. And my husband really noticed it. He actually noticed it even more than me, which he thought I was crazy when I told him. And he's like, you're right. I'm, this is really crazy how this works. That's so funny that you bring that up because that exact thing happened with my husband and I, like the beginning of, you know, quarantine when we were mm -hmm. watching way more Netflix than Oh, uh, well, that's what happened with us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, and I was like, you know, I don't like gory stuff, but I like suspenseful like stuff. Suspense. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm like, I would go to bed and I would be like on edge or I'd yeah. end up dreaming about something. Yep. Even if it wasn't yep. the show, I would end up dreaming about something scary. Something really scary or something really weird. Like you probably wouldn't dream about that otherwise. Yeah. Up and you're like, yep. what the heck did I do? That's yeah. exactly that's exactly right. 
The same with my husband too. He was like, yeah. you're being crazy. And then yeah. sure enough, both of us, we started yeah. watching like Parks and Rec or something. Before. Right, <laughs> right, like, exactly. You know, reading or doing something and, and yeah. it wasn't the same. So I, I yeah. totally agree with that one. Yep, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a biggie. And actually, I think it gets, you know, it doesn't, it gets ignored a lot. And I'm like, that, that that's actually, and I, what brought it up too was the quarantine thing. I know mm -hmm. like, I mean, our Netflix was even crashing. We couldn't even get on it half the time. Cause I'm like, man, everybody's on Netflix tonight. Cause everyone's right. working. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think anything, even just like, like you said, just reading a, a small portion of a book uh -huh. that you, that you love, or even rereading, like I've sometimes reread like journal entries from my yeah. soul. First yeah. Yeah. That's what I do too. I actually, my husband's like, do you keep your journals? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, I have like sex, um, I'll go back and read them. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's kind of cool. Cause you're like, wow, I've really come a long way <laughs> yeah. um, with my journaling efforts. Um, or you're like, wow, you know, I wasn't really having a very good day that day, but it's nice to know where I am now. So sometimes I'll even go back and look at that. Um, just, just to like reiterate, like, you know, I'm fine. My body's fine. My thyroid's fine. Mm -hmm. And that's another one that I do. Um, affirmation, affirmation's mm -hmm. huge. And I'm like, there's so many, <laughs> affirmations out there that you can do but like for the thyroid some things that I have people do like even before they go to bed or in the mornings is I have a happy thyroid I have a healthy thyroid my thyroid is mm -hmm. fine I'm healing my thyroid like over and over I'm like there is such a thing as if you put it out there and keep saying it it happens or it becomes reality if you say I'm never going to lose weight I'm never going to feel good again I'm always going to have a thyroid problem you're going you're to always have a thyroid problem so mm -hmm. that's something that I'm pretty adamant about. And I had the hardest, the hardest time with that. I was, it was pretty easy for me to go, oh my gosh, after the 18th doctor, I felt like I was going to, I'm like, I'm never going to find a thyroid doctor. I'm never going to heal my thyroid. And the more I say it, the more it appeared that way. So affirmation's really big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huge, huge. So if people were interested in working with you or following along with you, what would be the best way to find you on the internet? So, um, I am on social media. I'm Angela Brown coach, um, on Instagram and as well as on Facebook, but they can go to my website. My web website is AngelaBrown.org. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of information on there. My services, um, you can see my blog on there as well. Um, mm -hmm. all my YouTube videos are attached on to my blog. So they're all on there as well. Um, and then they can obviously contact me in there. And then I have a free guide right now too. Mm -hmm. Um, that's called five causes of hypothyroidism. And it basically goes over kind of the things we, a little bit, we talked about like some hidden things, mm -hmm. um, and then what they can do about it. So that's, they can get that guide on there as well. Um, yeah, that's where to find me. Love that. I'll have that all in the blog post and in yeah. the, in the show notes and everything too. Sure. But just in case people are driving while they're listening to this, they can do that right. Right. and put that in their memory. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners of the podcast today? I mean, the, the big thing is, is if you're, if you just really are suffering, just don't give up. I've been there and you have too. It's mm -hmm. really, really easy to just give up and be like, I, I throw in the towel. Um, don't give up, keep digging. Mm -hmm. There's so many more things that you can look at. Um, keep finding answers. Um, as females, we really get put on a back burner too. Like, you know, you're crazy or you're hormonal or you're just getting older and that's not an answer. So mm -hmm. just keep trying to find more answers and make little changes. Don't, don't overwhelm yourself with doing everything at once either. That's another thing I really have to talk about is like, don't kill yourself with it. If you yeah. overwhelm yourself and do too much at once, it can be too much. So give yourself breather, mm -hmm. give yourself a break, take baby steps and then just keep digging. Yeah. I love that. Give yourself grace. Yep. Absolutely. It's huge. Yeah. We all need that. We need um, that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on yeah, the show today. You bet. Absolutely. It was so fun to chat with you. Yeah. I'm so excited for everybody to listen in, especially, I know there's a lot of people out there with yeah. thyroid issues, yep. unfortunately. <laughs> so. and, 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 or don't even know they have it. That's the tough part is they're like, well, yeah. I don't know. I think my thyroid's fine. And then we like do a hair test and they're like, oh, okay, my thyroid's not fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So thank you again for being on. You bet. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.